do you wait for everything to be perfect and lined up straight before you make a choice? How hard are you trying to get everything in your life right? What if jumping in and getting messy is one of the ways to find out what works for you? Discover how being willing to mess up can create the phenomenal life you truly desire. Get ready to quit judging and start embracing all of your messy adventures. Now, here's your host, self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava. Hey, hello. Welcome to Messy Adventures in Living. I am your host, Katrina Fava. Thank you for being here. Thank you for landing on this page and listening to the show. Um, thanks for joining us live. If you're joining us live, thank you for playing with us. Thank you for contributing your energy to this topic. Thank you just for being here. So, um, what, what, yeah, Messy Adventures in Living, what is that? Where did you, where did you land? So, um, I'm Katrina, the host of Messy Adventures, and over, over the next hour, you will be invited to step into something that you may not have ever been invited to be before. And that is the creator, the artist, the sculptor of your own life. And your instrument, your brush, is this. It's choice. Your ability to choose. Well, your willingness to choose, actually. It's the tool that you can use to create your life. And that's what you get invited to here on Messy Adventures in Living. Choice. Uh, messy choice, not perfect choice, not um, well thought out choice, just choice. And the result of that choice is the beautiful is this beautiful thing called awareness. And then you can keep painting, you can keep creating by choosing again and again and again, and you can keep painting your life, changing direction as often as you like by using this tool that you have called choice. So here on Messy Adventures in Living, you will be reminded constantly that everything is in your hands. Everything is a choice. You're never bound by your circumstances, never, no matter how awful your circumstances may look or may seem to you. At the end of the day, you always have choice. So let's get messy. Um, let's dive into our topic for the next hour. Okay, so today our our topic is called Problems as You're Pushed to Choose. So, you know, we really do make choices constantly. We do, every second, all the time. We're constantly making choices, at least in our minds. Whether or not we act on those choices is another story. When your choices are uncomfortable or judgeable, do you look for justifications? Do you look for ways to defend your choices to others or to defend them even to yourself. Uh, and when you don't find any obvious ones, do you, are you unconsciously creating justifications for your choices and calling them problems? Do, you pro do your problems force you to choose? Do they justify and defend your choices? Are you actually unconsciously or consciously provoking and creating drama in your life so that your choice appears to be justified to others or to yourself. So, what if you could just choose without having any reason other than because you can? What if problems were not a necessary push to choose? So, uh, I just 
and realized that I didn't introduce myself. I'm I'm Petrina, and um, that's what we're talking about today. So here's a little bit about me and how I play in, in the world. I'm a, a registered nurse. I work in pediatrics. I have for about 19, coming up close to 20 years now in Toronto. I'm also a mom of three kids. They're uh, turning 13 soon, 10 and 6. And um, I'm an author. I have contributed chapters in three great books. They are called Creations, Conscious Fertility, for Conscious Fertility, Conception, Pregnancy, and Birth, Possibilities in Parenting, and The Power of Releasing Judgment. You can find those uh, on Amazon.com. Uh, I'm also an Access Consciousness Bars and Body Process Facilitator. Uh, Access Consciousness is a modality that offers some tools that you can use to create your life, to change your life. It's fun, it's weird, it's totally wacky, and it works. And I have a lot of fun using the tools in my life. And so I also teach them in uh, bars and body process classes. Um, what else do I do? Oh, I also create my own line of uh, skincare products called Naturally Happy Body. So you can find out all about me at patrinafava.com and uh, check out check me out there and get in touch with me there if you have questions. I also would love to play with you today over the next hour. So um, I really invite you to call in and chat with me if there's something going on for you around this topic or anything really that comes up as we're talking, um, anything that you would like some clarity on or if you just want to comment or chat. The numbers, again, in the U.S., um, 815-880-8255 and in Canada, 613 8736. There's also the online chat room that you can play in. Just click on the link at the top of your screen where it says chat room. Pop in any name, real or or Elias, uh, anything you like, and um, come and chat with us in the playroom. It's lots of fun. You can post your questions and comments there too. Okay, so problems is your push to choose. So what is what is this for you? What does this bring up for you? Where do you see yourself doing this? Why do we always feel like we have to defend our choices. Is it doubt? Is it fear? Um, is it judgment? If you, if, if you didn't worry about being judged or making a mistake, would you ever have to defend or justify your choice? You know, are you so afraid of making a mistake that you want to make sure you have all the reasons to show people, to justify to someone else or to justify to yourself? Are you afraid of looking foolish? What's the underlying message here? So I feel like, you know, I said at the beginning uh, a couple of minutes ago that um, we make choices constantly, at least in our minds, and whether or not we act on them is another story. So see, the thing is, we actually are always choosing. Whether or not we we you know move our bodies or do something to actualize this choice in reality to make it real to make it show up is something else so you know, so often we think that we're not choosing or we we hesitate to make a choice or we wait to make a choice but often if you really look at it the choice has already been made do you know what i mean you've already made your choice in your mind but you can't you you often you may often feel like you can't um, you know make the choice show up in a real way. That's the hesitation. But the choice has actually already been made. You already know you what you desire. You already have chosen. We actually choose every second of the day. We make choices, but we keep them inside. We keep them inside of ourselves. We keep them in our minds. 
Um, relationships is a really easy example of this, I feel like. Um, if you look at couples uh, who are having, you know, problems in their relationship and who are considering breaking up or considering divorce, the choice, you, you may think that you haven't made the choice, but actually you have already made the choice. Like there was a moment in time when you already chose not to be in a relationship with this person anymore. It only took a second. The choice was made in a millisecond. But to act on the choice in order for it to show up is something else. So it's actually not true that we don't choose or that we wait to choose. The choice is already made. So, you know, I think acknowledging that is important because we often say or we tell ourselves this lie of, I can't choose or I'm waiting for all the information to make the choice when actually we've already chosen but what we're doing is we're hesitating to act on that choice but the choice has already been made. We usually know what we want. We usually really know what we desire. It happens in a second. The ch a choice happens in a millisecond and then in the millisecond right after it we judge it or we doubt it. And then that's where all the confusion around choices kind of starts to show up, right? Do you get that? Cho choice, you're, all, you're choosing every second. It's not true that you can't choose. You already are choosing, but then you doubt. And then, then you get all, you know, confused about it. Choice, you're making choices every second. You actually know what you desire. So, like, how, you know, when and where did you learn that choice is judgeable or that your choice is judgeable? And then where did you learn that one of the ways to get out of that or one of the ways to defend or to show people that your choice was right is to create a problem that will force you to choose? <laughs> so let's just, there's a whole bunch of energy there, so let's just get to clearing it right off the bat, okay? So everything that is, everywhere you uh, have not acknowledged that you're already choosing every second, will you destroy and uncreate all that? Right and wrong, good and bad, pun and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. If you've never heard that before, that is the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement. Um, it's a bunch of words that's short form for, uh, there's a huge explanation to what everything stands for, and you can find that huge explanation at a website called theclearingstatement.com. Basically, it is a tool from Access that we use to just get at a get at the energy underneath it and really destroy the limitation, destroy where all the places you bought it, all the places you made it real, all the places you made it right, or all the places you made it wrong, and um, just by saying the clearing statement, it enables you to let go of the energy that's attached to all of that. Okay, so let's do it again. So everywhere you have never acknowledged that you are actually choosing uh, every second and everywhere you're keeping your choices locked in to your in, into your being, locked into your body, locked into your mind and calling that confusion about choice or un inability to choose, will you destroy and uncreate all that? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And also... Where did you learn that choi your choice was judgeable? When, at what point in your life did you realize that when you chose, you were judged for your choice? 
and everything that is and everything that brings up and everywhere that's holding you um, hostage to your choices will you destroy and uncreate all that. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, puck, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. So choices is judgeable. And then creating problems to force you to choose. And it's not only to show other people that you're justified in your choice. A lot of times it's to just show yourself, to prove to yourself that you're justified in your choice. Because we think that we just we can't just choose. Because we can. Because we want to. We learned this very early on, right? Like we're taught early on to make sure that we make the right choices. Weigh your options. Get all the information. Make a list of the right, you know, the, the, uh, uh, make a list of the pros and cons there, if that's the word. Make a list of the pros and cons, you know, consider the consequence of your choice and, and weigh the risk. And if the risk is too great, then maybe you shouldn't make that choice. This is how we're taught to choose. We're taught to choose based on what's going to be the consequence. And we're taught to choose based on is it worth the risk if you screw it up. So then choice becomes this big scary thing that nobody wants to do. And it becomes this judgeable thing. That we're we're so afraid to choose because we know that everybody's watching to make sure that we make the right choice. And you're watching yourself to make sure you make the right choice because you don't want to screw up because you've decided that screwing up is bad. So everything that is, everywhere you bought that lie, everywhere you bought that bullshit that was perpetrated onto you, everywhere you, you know, perpetrated, uh, maybe that's, you're not a victim. I mean, you have to get, you chose this, <laughs> right? You chose to buy these lies. You chose to take it on. So everywhere you took on the lies of choice, the lies of risk, the lies of consequence, the lies of weighing your pros and cons, the, everywhere you took on the lie or everywhere you bought the baloney that that's what choice is supposed to look like, would you please destroy and uncreate all that? All right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And everywhere you're unwilling to just choose because you can. And everywhere you're unwilling to receive the the fallout of that choice. That's just the word that's coming up. Will you destroy and uncreate all that? <laughs> right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Fallout of the choice. What is that? So what have you decided? Yeah, it's that it's the wrongness of making a mistake. The choices will your choice may have a fallout. All of your choices will have a fallout. And so in order to justify your choice, you create a problem so that you can prove that you actually had no choice except the choice that you made, which you really wanted to make in the first place when you actually did have choice. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> So here you are with this endless menu of choices and you make a choice instantly in your mind, in a second, in your mind, in your being, whatever that is. You already choose. You know what you want. You choose it. And you have all the endless possibilities and you know what you want and you choose it. But then you judge it and you doubt it and you shrink it and you contract it and then you create problems so that the problems will justify the fact that you had no choice but to choose this one thing which you actually wanted, that you actually chose from a menu of enormous possibilities in the first place. <laughs> so everything.
everywhere you've done that and everywhere you're doing that and everywhere you've locked that pattern into your body and into your being and into existence, would you please revoke, recant, rescind, reclaim, renounce, denounce, destroy, and create all? Okay. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Interesting energy coming up. Oaths and vows to choice. Oaths and vows to make to to yourself. Ah, there, that's what it is. How many oaths and vows did you make to yourself that you would make the right choice, the perfect choice, that you would never screw up? And that you would do whatever it took to make sure that you made the right choice, even if that meant going in a circle and creating a problem that would eliminate every other choice except the one that you want to make. Huh? Sneaky. (laughs) Everywhere you're doing that, everything that is, everything that you've decided is valuable about that, will you destroy and uncreate all? Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Wow. Okay, that's a lot of pot and pocking in the first 15 minutes. Let's go to break. (laughs) So you're listening to Messy Adventures in Living on the Inspired Choices Network. We are talking about um, problems to push you to choose or something like that. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava, every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 In Canada, 613-800-8736 Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. 
Welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava. Are you willing to have some messy adventures in your life? Are you willing to just choose something, anything, even if it's not the perfect choice, even if it's not the right choice? Would you be willing to just choose? Would you be willing to just choose something uh, and then receive some awareness around whether or not that choice worked for you or doesn't work for you, whether or not there's another choice. We grow up learning that awareness has to come before choice. Information has to come before choice. We have to have all the information and get it all right in order to make the right choice. What if that's not it? What if the opposite is true? What if the only way to really have awareness of what works and what doesn't work is to choose something anything you know we're so afraid of choice because we're so afraid of making the wrong choice and having consequences because this is what we're taught very very early as children i see it in my own kids i see what they're taught at school my 13 year old is um learning about relationships and you know sexuality and all that you know quote-unquote grown-up stuff in school right now and you know my kids go to a catholic school and so the pu- I mean, and it's probably not just because it's Catholic, but I mean, the push, the 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 focus on making the right choices is just incredible. I feel like I have to undo all the, you know, all the points of view that are being projected at her when she gets home. Like, make sure you make the right choice because if you make the wrong choice, your whole life will be impacted. And if you make the wrong choice, then other people are affected and, you know, your life will be ruined and their life will be ruined. So please be careful. You know, you've got to make the right choice or your life will turn to shit. And what if that's just not true? You know, what's the underlying assumption? Actually, what is one of the underlying assumptions to that? That if you make the wrong choice, your whole life will go to shit. One of the underlying assumptions there is that there's only one choice to be made. There's one big choice. You know, that if you make it and you make the wrong big choice, this will screw up your whole life. It's actually not true because you can choose every 10 seconds. You can choose all the time. You can always make another choice. You really can always make another choice. Sometimes the choice is not comfortable. Sometimes it's not how you think your life is going to show up. But you can actually always make another choice. And it's not a choice to fix the previous one. It's just another choice. You can always choose in the direction of how you would like to, cre- how you would like to create your life, no matter what the outcome of your choice is. The underlying assumption that we bought is that there is one choice to be made. And that's not true. There is an endless sea of choices when we can always make another choice. You're never stuck to a choice. You might not be able to undo the choice you made, but that's okay because you can always make another choice, a different choice. You know, where did you buy that there's only one choice to be made and that once you choose that that's it, it's over. You can't unchoose something. You can make another choice. There's always another choice to be made. Okay. Oh, so what else? Um, hmm. Let's let's look at um, 
I had something in my mind and now it's gone. Okay, well, whatever. So, the, oh, 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 oh. Um, I remember that um, the first time I heard this idea, the idea that we are often afraid. Um, why are we afraid to choose? Like, you know, what other reasons are there that we're so afraid to choose? And one of one of the things that I heard when I started looking and using the tools of access consciousness was that actually many times we're afraid of our own greatness. And I seriously, the first time I heard this, I thought it was the stupidest thing I ever heard. <laughs> I really did. I was like, Gary Douglas, you're crazy. Like, why would I be afraid of my own greatness? Why would I be afraid to be great? That's stupid. <laughs> Um, you know, and I was like, whatever, I know I'm awesome. Why would I be afraid of it? I know that I have capacities. I know I'm great. I'm not afraid of it. And then, you know, as time went on, I was like, well, if I'm so awesome, how come I doubt myself? How come I judge myself? Why do I listen to the judgments of others? (laughs) There's something, there's something about us being afraid of our greatness. Because somewhere we know that we're potent and we're powerful and that we could really shake things up if we really chose in the direction of our desires. You know, who are you afraid of hurting with your choices? What are you afraid of disrupting with your choices? What is that? There's some energy of disruption. So for me, what comes up is family. You know, so how many of you are so afraid to disrupt your family, disrupt the peace, disrupt the status quo, the 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 stability of your family if you made the choices you really, really wanted to make? And so you end up creating problems in order to push you to choose that thing that you really desire anyways so that it looks like you had no choice because you had this problem. When really you could have just chose it from the beginning if you were willing to disrupt, if you were willing to break apart the status quo, if you weren't afraid to disrupt what was around you, if you weren't afraid to disrupt others. What, so what is that? There's a lot of energy on that. of like, And it goes back to, I think, what, we, what I was just talking about a few minutes ago before the break. We learned that our choices have consequences on the other people in our lives. But see, all, the thing is, all of that's a judgment. Because what if your willingness to disrupt the status quo in your life? And what if your willingness to disrupt the status quo in other people's lives, especially those around you, especially those people who you love, what if your willingness to disrupt... There's a word here that I just cannot get my hands on. What is that? What if your willingness to disrupt the stability of the lives of those around you is actually the greatest gift to them you can give, even if it looks, it doesn't look like that, even if it looks like it would be bad? What if your willingness to disrupt all of their patterns and disrupt all of their beliefs and their limitations and their points of view, what if your willingness to choose for you and therefore disrupt all their patterns too, what if that's an enormous gift that you could be giving them that you're not giving because you're so scared of disrupting and being judged or or being the one to disrupt or make someone's life miserable when actually you would actually be the greatest gift? So everything that is, everywhere 
you are unwilling to be the disruptor of patterns, the disruptor of limitations by making the choices that you really know are going to create something amazing. Just by choosing, even just by choosing what works for you, everywhere you're unwilling to be the disruptor of the patterns. Oh, what is that? Everywhere you're unwilling to be the disruptor of the stability, of the stability points of all of those around you and therefore create amazing change for them as well as you. Would you please destroy and uncreate all of that? All right, wrong, good and bad. Pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Yeah, the paradigm, thank you. Um, Keisha, the paradigms, like the, all the stability, the, the, yeah, it's a pattern, it's a, it's a paradigm, it's like just the status quo, like the thing that we decided is safe. Ah, oh, there it is. There's something about safety there. Everywhere you're unwilling to disrupt the safety that is in the, in the status quo. Everywhere you're unwilling to be the disruptor of what is safe, will you destroy and create all that? Right and wrong. Good and bad. Pot and pock. All nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Weird. <laughs> Who knew that was coming? Safety. Like your choices. Yeah. Everywhere you have decided that your choices disrupt the safety for yourself and the safety of those around you when actually your your willingness to choose is what will create a greater world. Will you just join and create all that? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Well, alrighty. So, it's already time for another break. How did that happen? So, let's go to break. When we come back, we're going to dive into different parts of our lives. You know, we're going to, let's look at relationships and maybe business and money and family and kids and all of the places where you are using, creating problems in those areas to push you to choose and what else is possible besides creating problems. So, you're listening to Messy Adventures and Living with myself, Petrina Fava, here on the Inspired Choices Network. We're talking about problems as you're pushed to choose. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back very soon. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Petrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. 
Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Hey, welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava, and today, if you're just jumping in, today we're talking about problems as your push to choose. How often have you created a problem where maybe there wasn't one um, as your reason and justification to make a choice? to make it look like you had no other choice except the choice you made because, you know, I have all these problems and then it pushed me to choose. How often are you doing that not to defend your choices to others, but actually to defend your choice to yourself, to your own damn self, because you feel like you need a reason and justification to choose. You don't. You can just choose. You don't need a reason and justification to choose. You are an infinite being and you can just choose. And you don't have to be bound by this idea that there are consequences to your choice. Yes, your choice creates. Your choice will always create something. But your choice also creates awareness. And from that awareness, you can choose again. You can choose something different. You continue to make choices to create your life instead of being bound to this idea of making the right choice so that you don't screw it up and so that you don't screw it up for yourself and you don't screw it up for other people. You can just choose and then have the awareness of what that choice will create. So I um, was uh, reading something about, I did some research about how to, you know, how to, the ideas that we have about making choices. And um, I came across across some very interesting uh, quotes or very interesting points of view that are floating around out there. And one of them was something by a guy named George MacDonald. And this quote is, where there's choice, we do well to make no difficulty. (laughs) Wow. Where there is no choice, we do well to make no difficulty. So the, the idea that too many choices is a bad thing because the more choices you have, the more problems you have. If you have no choice, then there's no difficulty because, you know, you only, let's say you have two choices. If you only have the choice between vanilla and chocolate ice cream, well, that's way easier than having, you know, an endless sea of possibilities of ice cream flavors to choose from because then it gets complicated and then you get confused. No, you know what happens? You judge oh my God, what if I get the Rocky Road one and I don't like it, I've never tried it before, and then my mom pays $4 for ice cream and then I'm gonna th- I am gonna I want to throw it out, but then I don't want to throw it out because I don't want to eat it. I don't. And then, oh my God, what about the rainbow sorbet? Like I've never had that before, but it looks amazing. But what if it just looks amazing because it's colorful, but it doesn't actually taste amazing? Like really? <laughs> just get the ice cream <laughs> and then taste it. And then you will know if you like it or not. It's really not that (laughs) complicated so you know how much have we decided that endless choices are a bad thing and so we don't look for all the possibilities we don't ask 
for all the pills possibilities to show up because we've decided that we don't want more than two choices because it's too hard. All of these external motivators to how we choose because we are afraid of endless possibilities because we're afraid of making the wrong choice. I know, I'm sorry, I've said it 20,000 times already today, but it's just so true. Being afraid to make the wrong choice is like this huge basis for everything we do in our lives. We're afraid to screw up. We're afraid to have messy adventures because we're afraid to get it wrong. So everywhere that you decided that too many choices is a bad thing, would you destroy and uncreate all that? Right and wrong, good nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. Um, I read something else that said something like, um, you can avoid frustration if you just choose from the options that are in front of you. Okay, bleh. <laughs> no, thank you. You can avoid frustration if you just choose from the options that are in front of you. Ew, that's settling. You really want to settle? You want to settle in your life? I don't. I'll have some frustration if that means I can have more options. And you know what? That's a very interesting point of view that um, having many options is equal to frustration. It does not have to be frustration if we eliminate the judgment everywhere you've decided that it's that you would rather settle for the options that are in front of you than be uncomfortable when you see all of the endless possibilities. Everywhere you're unwilling to be uncomfortable. Messy adventures in living might be uncomfortable. So, everywhere you are unwilling to be uncomfortable and therefore settling in your life, would you please destroy and uncreate all that? Oh, yuck. (laughs) Right, wrong, good and bad. Pot and punk, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Settling. I mean, hey, it's your choice. But really, who actually ever wants to settle? The energy of settling is so heavy. Instead of asking questions about how something could show up in a way that you can't imagine, you would rather just settle. You would rather just settle. How does settling create your life? How does settling for what's in front of you, how does settling for what only what you can see in front of you create your life? It doesn't. Because there are endless possibilities that we can't imagine. There are endless possibilities that our mind cannot conceive of. There are not only the choices that are in front of us. There are endless choices, always. There are some that we can't even imagine yet. We're not willing to be uncomfortable, so we don't ask. We just settle for the choices that are in front of us. Or if, you know, and that the other thing is, this thing about creating problems is that often you'll have this awareness, you'll have this instinct, you'll have this knowing, this niggling at you that something else is possible. But you're, you can't wrap your mind around it. Or the choice to make that is judgeable in your eyes or in the eyes of others. And that's why we go around creating problems to force us to choose that thing. When it's really not forced, you actually chose it a long time ago. So what does this look like in your life? Um, what is this, you know, again, the really easy one to look at is relationships, actually. How much we do this in relationships. 
Uh, I remember a time. So, like, what are some of the factors in relationships that are like, um, you know, the things that that the problems that show up that force you to choose? What are some of those in relationships? Abuse, physical abuse, um, infidelity. You know, um, I don't know what else. What, you know what 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 are those things that give you good reason to leave a relationship? Infidelity, physical abuse, those are the two big ones, right? I remember um I remember one time I was having I was f- really fighting with my husband. I don't even remember what the hell we were arguing about, but um I was just like off the rocker mad about something. And um I I clearly remember provoke really provoking my husband. Um like provoking him continuously until he was getting more and more furious and more and more furious and more and more furious. And I remember getting so up in his face physically, like physically provoking him. And and I almost said it out loud, hit hit me. Hit, I dare you to hit me. And I almost wished that he would just hit me so that I could have a reason to say, I'm out of here. I'm leaving you. I'm taking the kids and I'm leaving because you put your hands on me and that's something nobody can disagree with. That's something I can tell your mother. That's something I can tell my family. That's something I can tell our kids. I left because he hit me and that's unacceptable. I clearly remember provoking, like I wanted so badly for it to happen so that I had a reason to leave. What are you, like, wow. (laughs) I really could just choose it. I don't have to justify my choice to anyone, to him, to my children, to my mother, to his family. If I wanted to leave, I can pick up and leave anytime. It's my choice. But see, part of the underlying thing for me is that I came from um, parents who were separated when I was quite young. And I clearly remember swearing to myself that I would never do that, that I would never do that to my kids, that I would never leave my husband, that I would never be part of the statistic of children of divorced parents often become divorced themselves. So I made so many promises to myself that I would never do it. But I left myself an out. <laughs> and the out was physical abuse and, and infidelity. Those were my those are my two outs, my two back doors. And so I've seen many times where I've tried to create shit for those two things to come up so that I could go, ah, there it is, thank you. Here's my out here's my ticket. See you later. It didn't work, by the way. <laughs> but you know how many of us have done that. And and I am not saying that provoking a man to hit you is a reason for him to hit you, just for the record. That is not what I'm saying at all. But I know and I fully acknowledge that I was trying to provoke him in an effort for that problem to show up, that ticket out to show up for me. I didn't need a ticket. I don't need a ticket. I can just choose. So how, everywhere you are provoking 
in relationships, everywhere you're provoking to the extent of that you're willing to receive physical abuse, everywhere you're provoking or creating um, extreme circumstances to push you to choose, will you destroy it and create all that? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and puck, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. It's not necessary. You can just choose. Why? Why would you put yourself in this position? Like what? How much fun is it for you to put yourself in, in a position of abuse and infidelity and somebody treating you like crap just so that you can have a reason to leave? If you are choosing, if you are thinking about leaving a relationship, you've actually made that choice already before you physically choose to leave the relationship. Somewhere in your mind, you made that choice already. The choice has already been made. You know, how much are you looking for exterior, the story? How much are you looking to create a story that you can tell your children? Wow. How much are you looking for a story to tell your children so that your choice can be justified? And everything that is, will you just start to create it all? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and punk, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Yeah. You know, we do this in business. We do this with money. We do this with family. Like, how much are you creating problems in your business to justify maybe not having that business anymore? You know, do you are you in a business or are you in a job that you don't want to be in anymore? And you know you can just choose, but the choice seems crazy. My my husband, for example, was in a job that he hated for about 12 years. And he knew he hated it from the beginning. Um, but he settled. You know, he, he, he was like, okay, I can deal with it. It was a good paying job, had great benefits. Um, you know, he did the responsible daddy thing for, you know, provider thing for 12 years. And it wasn't until he felt like he was going to lose his mind and lose his health, actually, to the point where he told me he felt like he was going to die every time he walked into that building that he chose to leave. It it wasn't necessary. He could have chose to leave a long time before that, but he was bound by judgments, a million of them. The judgment that there was no way he could get another job like that, the judgment that he couldn't get anything better than that, the judgment that he had no other way of creating for his family besides that job, the judgment that he was a bad father if he left, you know, the judgment if he was a bad provider if he left. So everything that brings up for you and everywhere you've bought that lie of being a bad provider and therefore staying in a job or a business that you don't want to be in, will you destroy and create all that? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, puck, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. You can choose. And what if your choice to leave is actually what would create your life as greater? We really judge our cho- we judge the outcomes of our choices before we choose. We judge judgment is just insane. We judge our choices before we choose, and then we close all the doors on the possibilities of the outcome of that choice, even if the outcomes are going to be amazing. We we slam that door closed with our judgments. Okay, we're going to take a break. So you're listening to Messy Adventures in Living on the Inspired Choices Network with Petrina Fava. We're talking about problems as you're pushed to choose. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? 
Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Petrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. All right, you are listening to Messy Adventures in Living with myself, Petrina Fava. Today, we're talking about problems as your push to choose. So over the last hour, we have been looking at so many things. Choice, why we're afraid of, cho- of choosing, and you know some of the reasons that we create problems in order to justify our choice, to make it look like we had no other choice except the one we actually really wanted to make in the beginning. Anyways, we are so cute. Really, we can choose anytime. We always, always have choice. Sometimes choice is uncomfortable, but we always have choice. Um, I was thinking about also some of the points of view that we have about, um, you know, hitting rock bottom or some of the points of view that we have about the good, the good things that come out of having problems. And, um, you know, some of these are the idea that, you know, hitting rock bottom or having big problems are great motivators. And, you know, um, you know, once you're at the bottom, there's only one way to go and that's up. Um, it's not really true because actually you can start going up anytime. You don't have to wait until you hit rock bottom. You don't have to wait until you're so damn uncomfortable that you feel like you're going to die in order to change something in your life that's not working for you. You don't have to, but you do because we judge. You know, it's a choice. So these things are not wrong, right? It's not that these ideas are wrong. A lot of times when you hit rock bottom, it's amazing the places you can go to after that. There's a difference between asking asking a question like, okay, what's right up to this I'm not getting? So if you're here, if you're in this place where you just your life sucks and you have so many problems and you really have hit rock bottom, it's not wrong, okay? But there's a difference between asking what's right about this I'm not getting What's the gift in this here? There's a difference between that and buying into belief that you ha- into the belief that you have to hit rock bottom in order to choose. There's a difference between asking what's right about this I'm not getting and buying the belief that problems are are a great motivator to choose or a great motivator to choose change. Because the problem with that is that we start to it's not that these are wrong, but we, when we take these on as core beliefs and hang on tightly to them, then we start to create from them. So instead of asking what is the gift in this, we start to believe that the only way to create change is with problems. We start to believe that problems are necessary to motivate change. It's not true. 
sometimes they do. Sometimes that's the gift in a in a big problem, or sometimes that's the gift in in hitting rock bottom. Sure, but that is different from having a core belief that you're hanging tightly to, that says that problems are necessary to motivate change. It's different than having the core belief that says it's necessary to hit rock bottom in order to change because that's not true. It's not necessary. You don't have to hit rock bottom in order to choose. You can choose any time. You know, there's a lot of beliefs about how you can't really appreciate being at the top if you've never hit rock bottom. That's not true. You can be grateful. You can appreciate being at the top. It's okay to have ease. It's okay to have ease. Being at the top is still worthy if you didn't struggle to get there. You don't have to struggle to get there. It's still valuable. You know, there's a quote um, that I read that says, success is how high you bounce after you've hit rock bottom. So are you are you trying to prove your success? Like, are you trying to achieve this reality's definition of success by hitting rock bottom first? You know, how glorious is it if you can say that you went bankrupt five times and still became a multimillionaire? I mean, that's amazing. Yes. But it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to go bankrupt four times in order to become a millionaire you can actually have ease with becoming a millionaire. But see, there's a point of view in this reality that that says that that's not really, that's wrong. That's not valuable. You're not valued as much as the person who struggled to get there if you had it easy, if you had it handed to you on a silver platter. So are you creating problems to prove that you're worthy of your success and everything that is will you destroy and create all? Ah, right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. It's okay to have ease. It really is. You're still valuable if you have ease. Right? Alrighty, guys. So thank you for listening um, to this show. You don't have to have problems to push you to choose. You can choose anytime. Look at all of the points of view you have, all of your beliefs about the worthiness of having problems and the necessity of having problems to choose and just blast them all out of existence because they're not real. You can choose any time you like. Thank you for listening to Messy Adventures in Living. Join us again next week. See you guys. Have fun choosing. Bye. Thanks for playing with us on Messy Adventures in Living. Katrina Fava will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on Inspired Choices Network. We'd love to have you join us again. Until next time, have fun creating your phenomenal life. Mess and all.